coming up on the Dr. John Deloney Show. There were rules set in place, like if it, if you bring it to my house, if you use whatever, then you no longer live here. So Can I just pause for a second? Is, absolutely. Good for you! How do I stand in that boundary when I feel like it's being pushed back against me? What up, what up? This is John with the Dr. John Deloney Show. Show about your mental and emotional health, about your family, about your love for yourself, for other people, your relationships, your marriage, your kids, whatever you got going on. We talk about it live here on the show. If you want to be on this show, we're talking about everything. Whatever you're struggling with will help you figure out the next right decision. 1-844-693-3291. You're going to leave a message, and um, Jenna and Kelly will listen to them, and they will put together a great show and give you a call back. Or go to johndeloney.com slash ask, A-S-K. So 1-844-693-3291, or go to johndeloney.com slash ask. And um, I haven't mentioned this in a few weeks. Please, please take a second to... Like the show, subscribe to the show. If you're watching this on the tubes, please just hit the subscribe button. It makes such an enormous difference for your neighbors who have no idea the show exists. Um, Kelly, we were in a meeting the other day where we were talking about the data, and the show continues. It, it, it's it's staggering. It's a hundred percent rollover for every month. It's yeah, just un- every, never seen anything like it. Every time we get like month over month, it's just tremendous growth. It doubles and- from it. Uh, you know, I was with Blake yesterday, and he's like, ah, we don't know you know what to do with it. It just keeps rolling like that. And so, because our listeners are amazing. They're incredible, and they tell their friends about it. Yep. Or they send it to their mother-in-law. To their mother-in-laws, <laughs> because everybody thinks their mother-in-law is a narcissist. I don't. My mother-in-law is incredible. You look like there's a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm playing. But, my, and my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law is actually was awesome. amazing as well. I hit the jackpot. She was fantastic. Yeah, so. mine too. Mine too. All right, let's uh, let's get to the calls. Let's go out to Austin, Texas, the five one two, and talk to Katie. What's up, Katie? Oh no, Katie, you there? Here. Okay, sorry, you cut out for a second. Okay. Can hey, what's happening? Me? Yeah, I got I got you. What's up? Um. So, um, first of all, thank you so much. This is awesome. I'm super excited. Also, very nervous. So, sorry in advance. All right, and <laughs> first of all, thank you. I'm very nervous and excited. So. Yeah. Same, same boat, same team. We can do it. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Is it still a um, thousand degrees in Texas right now? Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'm eight months pregnant. So no, I, nope, nope. My wife's in Texas right now with my kids and she just said it's, it's, it's a thousand degrees. Yeah. Like, what are y'all doing? Fix that guys. Sweat fest. I don't know. Yeah. Eight months pregnant. Oh gosh. Jeez. <laughs> I was like, fun fact guys, your shins can sweat. Gross. That's what I discovered last week at work. Gross. I don't know that my shins have ever sweat, but w- well done. <laughs> I'm, Thank, I'm, you. I'm sh- Thank you. I'm sure they're, 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 I'm sure it's possible. All right. So what's up? What's up? You shin okay. sweater. That's yes. just, that sounds like a slur. <laughs> anyway. All right. What's up? Yes. Okay. Um, so about a year ago, um, I cut off relationship with my mom. How come? Um, <laughs> Actually, at the advice of two therapists um, oh, at wow. the time. Uh, um, so, uh, growing up, it was a pretty chaotic um, existence. My sister has high functioning autism, so but they didn't know it at the time. Um, so she was very emotional and needed a lot of attention. Um, 
and just behavior, all that. And then my dad avoided being home by being at work. (laughs) Um, and so it left me at home, um, pretty much. So I was kind of like the buffer between my mom and my sister. And like, anytime my mom was just frustrated about anything, it just always was taken out on me. Um, and it, it, so there's just like a lot of baggage and stuff that went with that. And I was having a really hard time last summer. Um, and I was actually using better help. So plug for that. <laughs> um, and, um, I ended up on better help. I started with a different therapist and then got over there. Um, but, um, they're both like, you know, I really think every time you talk to your mom, it just really, it doesn't help anything. It hurts. Um, you have a lot of damage and baggage there. I don't, I don't know how much detail you want to go into in the backstory of it all. Um, I trust, I mean, I trust, uh, I mean the, yeah. the salicious side of me wants to know like, what'd she say? What'd she do? But I don't think that's important here. You've got two professional licensed therapists telling you, Hey, you need to draw some pretty hard boundaries. Right. And I know in my world, telling somebody to not talk to their mom, there's got, you don't just throw that around. Right. So if two different therapists have told you that, then I trust, I trust you. I trust them. I trust everybody that this is where we are. Okay. Okay. Um, there's just like a lot of gaslighting and, and, um, like everything was my fault and like everything would be fine. And then just like, and I've heard you talk to other people about this, like, at home and you'd be doing something and all of a sudden just like bombs would go off and you have no idea why. And then you're just trying to madly fix it. Um, and I'm assuming that has followed you into your adult life. You're pregnant oh, now. Yeah. You got another, you, are you married? Yeah, it's married and I have a five-year-old. Okay. Um, so now she wants to run that relationship too. Well, yeah. And that's part of why I would cut so frustrated last summer. Like, and that's what kind of broke the straw for me was I was having a conversation with her. And she was like, well, I was really worried about your son. Like, I thought he was going to have a weight problem. I'm like, he at no point ever had a weight problem. Like, I don't know where you're even getting this. And then she'd always make little comments about my husband and like, just stuff about my life, like anything. I could be like, we're going to the grocery store this weekend. She's like, are you you sure you can handle that? So we're we're Um, here now. So we're here now. What happened? So, um, so she, I cut off relationship. She sent she had mailed some things throughout the time, but I haven't responded to them because they were very cold and disconnected and it was not sincere at all. Um, but this last time she sent a letter and it was like, I moved to apologize for my selfishness. Um, like I didn't recognize your needs, struggles and difficulties as a child. And then it was like, I love you which is the first time she said that in any of her communications, she still signed it her first name instead of like mom or anything. But my husband's like, I think that's the best apology you're ever going to get out of the situation. Um, which I, I agree. And it kind of feels like the ball's in my court now, like either like I need to respond and I, I just don't know if I need to. And to me, it was a very passive apology. Like, sorry, you had a hard time over there versus like, sorry, I was emotionally abusive. <laughs> well, so um, so here's like as you're talking, here's the thoughts running through my mind, okay? And it's gonna sound like I'm coming at you. I'm not. I'm leaning up against okay. your boundaries too, okay? Okay. Um if you cut her off mm-hmm. to try to get something from her, that's manipulation. That's what it feels like. If yeah. you cut her off to protect you and your family, and yep. you really didn't even have a unless she does A, B, or C, or D, and maybe you explain that to her, um, that's a totally different story. 
But if you cut her off and then she's just been like throwing um, little notes over your giant brick wall and she's trying mm-hmm. to figure out what note is going to open the door, um, then that's that's manipulation. That's that's I mean, it's, it's almost like st- I'm getting you back, mom, and I'm going to get you back by taking away your grandkids and your daughter. Totally fair. Um, I had no intention of trying. Like, I don't, I didn't expect anything out of her. I've actually, honestly, I think you posted this on social media. Like, pray for they that they have deep laughter and a great life and like become whole and heal. And I honestly, like, I want that for her. I just can't keep putting myself out of obligation every week because, like, I'll be in trouble, quote unquote, which I know sounds ridiculous. When no, it doesn't. Up, I mean, it's yes, it happens. But so, so like, what? What is making you feel like you have to respond to this? Um, when I cut her off, like, it was honestly one of the scariest things I've ever done. Like, you know, when your heart beats like in your jaw and everything hurts. <laughs> um, it was like one of those moments. So I sent an email. It wasn't like the most tactful, probably. Um. And I didn't list any grievances, so it's I don't know if it's fair to be like, why aren't you apologizing for the things I expected you to apologize for when you don't know what they are? But I, I don't know. I want to do the right thing. Every you know, cutting off your mom is just such a huge thing, and every, no one understands it. <laughs> They're like, but that's your mom, so it just. I guess I want to they don't get a not vote. be cruel. I don't I don't want to be cruel. I don't want to be trying to inflict pain. Like I'm I'm not consciously trying to inflict pain. I honestly feel like I've been healthier mentally. I've been a better mom. I've been able to focus on the therapy. Like I actually fin quote unquote finished therapy, like to the point where my therapist was like, I don't know that I need to see you every week. So that's okay. honestly why I don't have her to talk to right now about so this. Let um, me let me walk through a couple of, of choices I think we've got. Number okay. one, you told her, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. I wish you the best. I'm going to pray for you to have joy in your life, but it won't be include mm-hmm. me or your grandkids. That's number mm-hmm. one. Um, so think again, think of your boundary. You just, you just put up a wall and think mm-hmm. of that wall that someone's just throwing stuff over the wall. They can throw that up. That's fine. You can't come over the wall. They can throw crap over all day. So that's mm-hmm. number one. Number two is you can, um, respond by basically opening the little crack. I'm, I'm thinking of like a medieval castle and they just, and there's mm-hmm. a big thick wooden door and they just move that little bitty, that little bitty thing at the beginning, you know, in the door, that's like a little mm-hmm. bitty box. It's like a little bitty square and you can, all you can see is just your eyes and you can, you could lean out and go, Hey, I got your note. Thank you so much for sending that. I wish you the best and, whoosh, and close it back. Okay. You can do that. Okay. If you know your mom, I mean, you know your mom better than anybody. If you do that, that might be a wink to her. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much that your apology meant the world to me. I'm really grateful. I wish you the best. That is, I'm not, we're not going back to the old days. What I sent you in that email still stands, but I did want to say thank you. Like you can do that, but you know your mom. For some people, that, that would allow their mom some peace to ride off into the sunset. For some, that would be just the crack they needed to you yeah. know, bring a sewage truck and just start pumping crap through that door again, right? And then the yeah. third thing is you go open the door and go running out and hug your mom in the field and like, you know, the the notebook yeah. music starts playing and all that kind of stuff. So you know better than anybody. What I would challenge mm-hmm. you on is um, um, don't roll this off on your therapist. They made a recommendation. 
but they didn't tell you what to do. You had to make the call. Yeah. Um, your friends have recommendations. Cool. But at the end of the day, you have to live with this. And so mm -hmm. you, and you also know how your mom's going to respond. So I want you to feel empowered to do the right thing for you and your family mm -hmm. and um, move forward from there. Okay. There's, that's, there's not a, there's not a, a, a one size fits all answer here. Gotcha. Like, that's why I haven't yet. Cause I actually received this letter on mother's day, I think, but with like the baby coming and last time when I had a baby, she was so unhelpful and honestly very damaging at the time. So it's like, that feels like walking back into a house that's still on fire. Yeah. Don't walk back in. Why would I do that? Yeah. Well, if you're going back in there to rescue somebody, maybe, Yeah. but if you're going back in there to try to make somebody feel better and they won't get out of that burning house too, then yeah, that's, I mean, yeah. Yep. That's it. Like I just escaped and, and she's one of those people that will sit in misery to try to bring you back into it. I think you've answered your own question then. Okay. Yeah. Thank well you. done. Well done, Katie. Um, for everybody struggling with this kind of situation, like you've put up a boundary, whether it's with um, an ex, whether it's with a parent, whether it's with a grandparent, whether it's with um, whoever. Number one, expect that people are going to try to test that boundary and see if it's going to hold. They're going to run up against it. They're going to throw things over it. They're going to send notes. However, they're going to try to find out, is this boundary going to hold? Number two, expect other people to be upset that that boundary exists because that boundary disrupts not just the, the relationship between you and the person you're putting the boundary up, but it, it, it affects other people, siblings, friend groups, uh, church groups, everybody in between. The third thing is, there may come a season when that boundary doesn't serve you anymore and we're ready to move on. But for right now, it's going to stay or wh whatever, or I'm going to give you a number four. I'm going to give you an ultimatum. These things have to happen or this boundary goes up. Great. Kind of like we talked about on a, on a previous show. If you, um, 80 year old man, kiss my teenage daughter after she's asked you and I've asked you not to, then um, we don't come around. If you're there, we leave, we leave. And if you drive down or fly down to my house and you knock on my door and you say, I am so sorry that I violated the dignity of your family, but way more importantly, I violated the dignity of your bodily autonomy and the autonomy of your daughter. And I'm sorry, it will never happen again. Thank you for calling me out on my abusive behavior. Um, it will never happen again. In fact, I'll be the chief advocate for you and your family and nobody's going to put your hands on you. Then maybe you say, cool, we can open this door and give it a shot. That's, that's totally up to you. I just want people who put up boundaries. Boundaries are hard to put up. If you put up a boundary, feel at peace. You've done the right thing. You're going to feel guilty. You're going to feel ashamed. You're going to feel all those things. But if you feel the need to put up a boundary, put it up. Put it up. And hold to it. Good for you, Katie. I'm proud of you. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. One of the most common questions I get on my show is how do you get something off your chest, right? Like a deep secret that you've never told anyone. Or maybe it's something that happened to you. Or maybe it's something you've done that you're ashamed about or worried because you know bringing this to light is going to cause disruption across your life. All of us, every single one of us, have things both big and small that we need to get off our chest from time to time. And I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's often so hard to know where to start. 
if you need to get something off your chest and you don't have a safe person to talk to, you may want to try therapy. Therapy is a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say scary and hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I have personally been blessed to have a great therapist who I can talk to and who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. And if you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, it's convenient, it's super flexible, and it's suited to fit your schedule, whatever your schedule happens to be. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra money. Listen, it's time to get those secrets off your chest. Start with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. All right, let's go out. Oklahoma, great. Let's go to Oklahoma and talk to Stacy. What's up, Stacy? Hi, Dr. John. What's up? Oh, not much. So, (laughs) that's the most Oklahoma answer. Not much. Everyone in my family died. That's right. Exactly. (laughs) I know it. I know it. So, speaking of boundaries, Uh if we are. All right, let's do it. So, I have been in a relationship with my fiance for about three years. He has a 15-year-old son. He's had a history of addiction. Um, he has, about eight months ago, came and lived with us, but there, was, there, there were rules set in place. Like if, it, if you bring it to my house, if you use whatever, then you no longer live here. So Can I just pause for a second? Is, absolutely. Good for you! <laughs> Good for you. Do you have, know, a, do you have, know, do you have your own kids? Yes. So we also share... Um, an hour's child that is 14 months old. Okay. An and hour's child. Golly, that's yes, an so... hour's child because he, he has his stepson. <laughs> that's or the his most son, my stepson. 21st century we label. Have, we have an hour's yeah, son and a theirs. We have son. an hour's child. <laughs> so we do have a baby that's so 14 good. months okay. old. Go for it. Which, so about eight months ago, he asked to come to our house and, and stay there. He wanted to come live with us. So this boundary was set in place. Now that about three weeks ago, he almost died of a fentanyl overdose in my bathtub when nobody was home and the cops had to come kick the door down. I have said, you're not living here anymore. That was my boundary. Good for you. What I need to know is how do I stand in that boundary when I feel like it's being pushed back against me? Like now that it's actually happened and I've set that ultimatum in place to say no, this is where my daughter lives. You were told what the consequences would be. Now you have done that. You don't get just to just say, she just doesn't want me living there because she's mean and she doesn't like me. The, the, the 15-year-old doesn't get a vote. But, and, that's exa- and that's exactly what I 15-year-old can say whatever. He does not get a vote. What about, is it your fiance? Kind of, yeah, that's right. Fiance is pushing bit, back. Yeah. First of all, he's, he enables him. You know, He purchases his nicotine for him. He lets him use... THC infused CBD because of his quote anxiety. Well, he's had way too much leash to begin with, as far as I'm concerned. But this was the boundary set in place when you came to live with us. This has now happened. You're out. Stacy, that's the easy part. It. That's the easy part. Yeah. Your problem is yeah. not with this 15 year old boy. Your problem, the 15 year old boy, is the proxy war. Yeah. Your problem is with this guy you're dating. Yeah. He doesn't, yeah, because the kid, I mean, 
He and told. Here, here, here's what I think. I think he told you things are going to be different, and you you get to have a lot of influence over your little girl. Do y'all live together? We do. Yeah. Okay, so you you get to have a lot of influence over this little girl's life, and your husband goes along with it. Yeah. And he doesn't like to say no to anybody, whether it's mm-hmm. you or his 15 year old. Oh, that's absolutely the truth. And now you are getting to see in real time. Holy crap! This is mm-hmm. who this guy actually is. Right. And it's really gross. Oh, it's it's bad. I mean, yeah. it's physically the the physical anxiety that I get when when this when when he is around is debilitating. I mean, it's the number one problem in our relationship. I mean, he has stolen. I disagree. Money I disagree. Prescription. What's it's not? That? He's not the biggest problem. <laughs> the biggest problem yeah. in your relationship is you and your fiance. Right. It's just a point of contention, I guess I should say. It's true, but the bigger contention is your husband's choosing his child, which I'm going to go and say, until y'all are married, he should be. He should. Oh, absolutely, and And, I agree with that. And? But you have another child to protect as well. That's right, and he's not. And that is my child, and I mean, nothing will happen to her. Yes. I mean, literally over my dead body, it's not going to happen. I mean, he has... Stolen money, prescription drugs yeah, from of my family members, yeah, he's, my he's, friends. He's a 15-year-old. He struggles right. with, with now, addiction. Right. And now that it's to the point that it has reached, like, maximum level, like, my my boundary is she and I will not be around him. <laughs> but Stacy, every six months You're trying cycle. to convince me. I'm with you. I know. Why are you trying to convince me? Same team. Because for three weeks, this has been my life day in and day out. Like just constantly. I would quit having the conversation because you're making yourself insane. Oh, I know I am. Like the conversation's over. Yeah. If, now here's what this gets ugly and messy and messy and ugly. Uh You can look at your fiance and say, if you need to be with him, I understand, but it won't be in this house. Yes. Then that conversation needs to happen. I just have not said those words. It needs to happen because you're both right. dancing around it. Yeah. And All of his excuses are, you know, he needs us and it's a does. better place for him to be here than his mom. And he does. And he, like, he I needs understand that, but I don't want to drug, drug right. my infant or my toddler through the trauma that I'm going to have to counsel out of her later if she finds her brother dead. There you go. Which I, is I, exactly I, where we are. I mean, he almost died in our bathtub. Luckily, yeah. his girlfriend was there to call an ambulance, but other... The alternative would have been Stacey, my daughter Stacey. and I find him. I know. It's just exhausting, Dr. John. It is. <laughs> but you are exhausting yourself. Oh, I know. Okay, I'm going to tell you something crazy, but you've got to be my friend after I tell it to you. Because I'm going to tell I you will. straight. I will. There's I a great to uh, psychiatrist. He's, he's, um, he's probably in his 90s now. Um, okay. His name is Irvin Yalom. And okay. He, um, it was, is he's known for existential psychology. He's known for all these great things, but is the thing I think he's most known for in my soul is he is a trainer of counselors. And he said, um, something that stuck with me when I was first training, I was really young into this mental health practitioner thing. And he said in a counseling situation, in an interaction with somebody, everything is data. Everything is data. What, here's what that means. Um, we're not, you and I are, in, are not in a counseling relationship, but we're talking about what's the next right step, right? Right. He said, if you're talking to somebody as a therapist or as a coach and you find yourself so unable to continue to pay attention because the other person is so boring, probably they're 
wife experiences that and their coworkers experience that and they start to tune him out and shut him off and that makes him nuts. And so call that out. Or if somebody is smells really, really tough, like it's really rough. And that means everyone else in their life experiences that too. And so the idea was not only the things that somebody's saying is everyone is is, is data, but how they how they feel when you're interacting with them. Okay. So I tell you all that to say, I can feel how bottled up this stuff is and how machine gun fire and exhausting it all is. Oh my gosh. Yes. Because I'm going, all I really want to do is just be her mama. I don't want to, there you go. This is just, it's so much. It really is just so much, but you keep bringing gasoline back to the fire. Stop. Just stop. You okay. have made your decision. You are right. Mm-hmm. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go one step further. I wouldn't, um, if this was just about a little boy who's struggling, and I'm going to say a 15-year-old, this little boy here, a, a, mm-hmm. a child who is struggling with addiction, who is close to overdosing, who I, that wouldn't be the reason. But I know and you know a kid struggling with this type of opioid addiction who's got a, a mom whose home is not safe. He's got a dad with no boundaries who's stolen from family, stolen from friends, stolen from community members. That's the behavior I don't want my daughter around. Correct. I don't mind my children around hurting people if there's adults to regulate that interaction. Mm. Y'all don't have that because you have an enabling adult. Yeah. And it is, it is beyond just a hurting person. It's a person who's now inflicting harm on other people. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to separate my daughter from. I have no problem doing that. The problem y'all are going to run into is y'all built a life together. You created a kid together. You've been together for three Correct. years. And now there's a fracture. And y'all have to mm-hmm. address the reality of that fracture. And blaming this 15-year-old kid, blaming I got to protect my baby. All that's true, but that's on the outside. What's on the inside is I don't love a man who is so weak. He won't help his 15 year old son. Mm. I don't love a man who is so incapable of helping his son. that He's just going to watch him die in our bathtub for God's sake. I don't love a man who's so weak. He's just going to put our four year old daughter in harm's way like this. And like you mentioned, even if the boy is okay, He's got girlfriends showing up. He's got a dealer showing up. Who knows coming to your house? All I can say is you are right. But they aren't the problem. The problem is you have now had a a new pair of glasses with which to view the man you're engaged to and you don't like what you see. No. Mm -mm. I know. That's what you got to deal with. Fair? Yeah. Totally fair. I'm sorry. That's okay. I mean... I wouldn't have called if I didn't think you were going to just tell me straight. So. <laughs> I hate that. For, well, I, I, well, but it's, I don't want to pretend that I don't, that this doesn't change everything. Oh yeah. Like, it does. I, if, mm-hmm. if yeah, the whole, the whole thing's a mess. I, yeah. get, I get that. I'm so sorry. I hate, I mean, okay. I just hate that for everybody. Golly. Yeah. It um, is a mess for everybody. I will say this. I don't think that, that your marriage is, is irredeemable. I don't think this 15 year old little boy is irredeemable. Mm-hmm. I don't think any healing happens until somebody, you've heard me say this, but somebody turns the lights on, stops the music yeah. and says, this dance is over. Here's reality from this point forward. Yeah. 
And then people get to make adult decisions and opt in or out. And that 15-year-old may get the boundaries that he needs desperately to survive. Um, Mm -hmm. Or he's going to die under somebody else's roof because you are not going to sit down and watch this happen. No. Absolutely right. Fair? Absolutely fair. I hate this for you. I'm sorry. I know. That's okay. (laughs) I'd give you some conversation cards, but that just feels like I'm kicking you while you're down. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> no, no, I was I was playing. Um, oh, geez. All right. Well, let me know how I can help anyway as we as you move forward through this, and we'll be thinking about you, man. Um, this is one of those calls that I you can't button up with happily ever after. This is just a lot of really hard boundaries and a really lot. I mean, a lot of hard conversations, and there's probably gonna be a lot of hurt and a lot of tears, and especially initially. As you say, as for me and my house, me and my baby girl, we're going to be safe. And it doesn't include this. Thank you for the call, Stacy. Call anytime, anytime, anytime. We'll have you back. We'll be right back. This show is brought to you by Hallow. Almost every day, whether I'm doing my red light therapy, driving to work, listening to the Gregorian chants on the airplane, or just sitting on my front porch, I spend time using Hallow, my go-to app for guided prayer, music, and meditation. And right now, I'm going through a particularly stressful time. I got big deadlines, big speeches coming up in front of thousands of people, end of school and other family transitions, and on and on. And recently, I made a decision amidst all the chaos to dive even deeper into my faith and spiritual practices, and Hallow is leading the way. Hallow is the number one prayer and meditation app in the world. They have 10,000 plus audio guided prayers and meditations, including daily prayers, daily gospel reflections, daily psalm readings, daily writings, minute meditations, and more. And there are places for people in Hallow who are skeptical and new to this whole faith conversation. And there's places for those who have been swimming in these waters their entire life and who just want to go deeper. And There are stories, audiobooks, and other special things for kids and focuses on mental and emotional health. For listeners of the Dr. John Deloney Show, Hallow will give you three free months. That's all 10,000 plus prayers, meditations, music, lecture series, all of it. Three free months. If you go to hallow.com slash Deloney. That's hallow, H-A-L-L-O-W dot com slash Deloney. All right, we are back. Let's go out to Hampton, Virginia and talk to the great DJ. What's up, DJ? Hey, how are you? Good. Oh, good. I thought it was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. It is not. <laughs> Thank goodness. No, it is DJ Laryngitis going on right now. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. I sound like I'm the one that's been partying, but I have not been. You have, DJ, and it's okay. It's a safe space on the show. I don't even think the show is quite <laughs> a safe space, but hey, you're good. You're good. We, we will we will pull up a seat for somebody with laryngitis, no problem. What's up? Thank you. Um, okay, so my my question is, what do I do now? Um, but obviously, you got to have a little bit of background. Um, so long short of it, I, I met a great man um, through a mutual friend, he was in the middle of a messy divorce, so I did not pursue anything. Um, and we, uh, I was there more of a supportive role. We kind of realized we liked each other, and we saw each other about every um, every two weeks, given my custody arrangement and um, in his, you know, during his separation. So we are three months after his um, divorce is final, and um, you know, this has been 
almost a year now that we've been talking and been there for each other. And I'm just wondering, um, I brought up intentions and um, that I wanted to build something significant with someone and was wondering if he saw that potential for us. And along with that would be, you know, introducing our children eventually, not, you know, not for a while still. And um, just kind of wondering, uh, you know, what do I do now? Just step back and keep the ball in his court and let him figure out what he wants and uh, go how, from there. How long have you been divorced? Um, let's see, my son's four and a half. So we've been divorced. Um, it's been over two years, okay. but we've been separated since my son was almost a month old. Okay. Is this your first time you've been dating or is this just the first time you've dated somebody and you're like, I don't like this guy? Um, first time I, I tried online dating, went on a few days. It was awful. And um, <laughs> yeah, I, I highly don't recommend it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, this is the first um, guy that, you know, is is really just a wonderful man. And, you know, when I say these things, it's we have the same morals. We grew up the same way with, you know, in a Christian home. And uh, we have similar values on, with how we want to raise our children and uh, he's kind and, you know, chemistry's there too. So it's all the good things. Um, what, you what know, is, but I know he's going through a lot. Yeah. What's, what's the, do you feel this? Um, and again, I'm not saying this like talking down. I'm saying this like, just imagine you and I are sitting at a table and we're both cracking up. Okay. All right. Yeah. Do you feel like, okay, I've been on, on, gosh, the words I'm using here are really obnoxious. And so just for the casual listener, I'm being obnoxious on purpose. Do you, you've been on the market for two years and you see this guy and you're like, these guys don't come around. And so I want to lock it down. Or do you feel Um, like a soul connection with somebody after a year? Like what's, what's the rush to not just have a great time for the next year? laughing and carrying on and going on dates and being goofy and playing pickleball and going to concerts and whatever. Yeah. I, you know, there is no rush cause I've checked the boxes in my life. I've gotten married. I've had a child Same with him. You know, we don't want more children. We've talked about these things and yet, um, yet, you yet. Know, there is no rush. Okay. Well, I'm 39. I'm, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, sister. Yeah, I, I, when you sit in this I, seat, I'll the dog. It's a, I'll <laughs> It's good. <laughs> um, I, you know, and he does feel like somewhat of a unicorn just because of, um, you know, meeting all the marks. I mean, goodness, being able to agree with someone on the way you raise children. That's, that's hard enough as it is. Um, so I, but, I, I get, I a hundred percent get that. My concern for you is you, in your words, a messy divorce. It was just, it was ugly for him. Um, his wife started seeing a neighbor and had their children around this person um, before he ever knew it was even going on. Mm-hmm. And then there was so, a, um, a custody fight and a whole mess separating this thing? Yes, sir. Yeah. yeah. So I think there's going to have to be some trauma processing on his side. Because the, sure. the person yeah. he went all in on took his chips that he cashed in on the table and handed them to the neighbor. And yeah, then quite literally. fought him over it and bargained with the kids. 
Yeah, it was terrible. Right. So he's been through it and he's going to have a physiological reaction to it. What I don't want for you is you to be a safe, like warm place to land for a minute. Right. And until he can catch his breath and then be like, all right, now, because you're going to get really hurt in that process. Oh, yeah. So I think you are super, super wise to say, hey, I'm, I am, I'm being honest. I'm, I'm going all in. I'm, I'm taking a risk. I've got long-term intentions here, but also uh, he needs to have the space to say, I, I, yeah, I want to love somebody again, but right now my face is still burned from what just happened. Right. Right. And I don't think either one of those two things means anything other than cool. We're just going to be able to hang out and have fun. I yeah, would be, I mean, I, at the end if, of the day, I still want to be his friend because he's a good person. Yeah, and he's awesome. And you think he's a smoke show. That's all good. I, I, I'm just, <laughs> I'm worried about him. If, if he called my show and said, I just went through a really messy divorce. In the process, I met someone who was awesome. My first words to him would be slow down. Yeah. That'd be my yeah. first words to him. Right. And at the same time, I also know you're like, oh, dude, the unicorn. I love how you said that because that's you being honest. I've yeah. got a couple of folks of people's people who I love who are divorced or recently divorced or going through the process and their experience is very much like your experience. Like, Oh, awful. I did not know humanity was like this. <laughs> I, yeah. It's really, it's really disappointing. Um, but you know, I, I just don't, I don't have any rush into wanting to, like I need to be in a relationship or I, I need someone in my life. And I've told him that I was like, look, I don't need you, but but I want you in my life. That's you know, the, hey, that's that's a perfect thing to say. I love that. I love that. And I don't want you to get devastated if he says, "I want you in my life, but we're going to do it real, real slow." Or I just want to hold hands with somebody that's not going to stab me in the back. Or I just want to smooch somebody that's not. You know what I mean? Like I I just I want to yeah. go to movies and and do whatever that. Like just the slow play in, I, I just, I just, I don't know. I think that just feels right right now. Yeah, I gotcha. And I know it's disappointing because it'd be awesome if he was like, I'm free from an evil person and you, DJ, you, laryngitis yeah. and all, will you marry me? <laughs> and that'd be cool, but that'd and be insane. I, would, I think I'd say yes, that's too quick. Yeah, you know? good for I you. Mean, it'd be I know insane. I, it took me, it took me a while to process because I went through a nasty um, divorce myself oh. from an alcoholic and I'm still dealing with, you know, him and his issues, but, um, you know, the limited amount of time we have to see each other. I have my son, um, have primary custody and he spends one overnight with his dad every other week. So, um, it's made me take things slow, which is great. That's really great. That's awesome. 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 Good for you. Um, yeah, I think the best thing, I I think, I think, I think the best thing to still initiate. Oh, I mean, I, I think the best thing to do is to be authentic and, and upfront and honest and really press him to be upfront and honest too. Right. Okay. And I think it's important to call out both of y'all are burn victims at this point. Yeah. Similar hurts. Yeah. yeah sure. You got similar hurts. And so give each other permission to say, wow, my body is going full trauma mode right now. My body is going full run for the hills right now. And that doesn't mean anything about DJ or about him. That means you got a body that's just saying, hey, we've been down this road before, remember? And it almost got us killed. How about we don't do that? Yeah. And yeah. the only way towards laughter and peace and fun is to go right through it again. And 
you, if this thing works, you're going to have to open your heart and be vulnerable to another guy. And he could scorch you and vice versa. And so you're going to have to practice and slow play that. It's going to be scary. And it could be awesome. I think almost everything that's worth it is scary, right? Always. 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 And it sounds, that sounds good on Instagram and scary (laughs) things kill you too, right? They, they destroy everything. So I think that's, that's the great, the great of life is all the good stuff's man on the other side of the storm, all the good stuff's on the other side of, ah, and there's bears and tigers on the other side of the storm too. (laughs) It's both. And so it's, I'm going to get a group of people to go with me through this thing. You know what? If I had one piece of wisdom for you and him, it would be to make sure y'all have a couple of people in your life. That's not each other that will just hang out, go get nachos and a beer, go hang out, just do whatever. Um, that there is not going to be all of this pressure to make this thing your only friendship. Um, that would be really helpful. And you'll have somebody to talk to. I like him. I like him. He can be like, I think I like her. And their but- your buddies can be like, you're crazy. Or, or not. Whatever. But I think having some people in your life just to walk with you. Just to be your friends. Just to be your friends. Hang out. Have fun. Um, but I'll tell you this. I've talked to a lot of people in this situation. And you're about as wise as they come, DJ. Good for you. Thank you for being honest and upfront. And best of luck to you guys. Um, Holler at me anytime if I can help. We'll be right back. All right, as we wrap up today's show, I want to thank you guys for being with us. Um, Don't forget to send this episode out to people that you think will, will benefit from it or will enjoy it. Don't forget to like and subscribe and all those ways that you tell the internets that you are down with this show. Thanks for riding with us. I'm super, super grateful for y'all. Um, song of the day is um, from Jenna's second favorite band. Um, her first favorite band. Actually, it's her ninth favorite band because her first eight favorite bands are all Taylor Swift. Her ninth favorite band. And her first tattoo on the back of her neck. Kind of a weird place to go. She went all in on the first one from the great Ed Sheeran. It just says Ed in big red block letters. Not weird at all. And there's a barcode right underneath it. She did that too. Um, Song's called Boat off his new record. And it goes like this. Came in for the embers. Stayed out for the breeze. I need to feel elements to remind me. There's beauty when it's bleak. Stuck out long before lights down. Why do I breathe? Oh, I know. The more that I love, the less that I feel. The times that I jumped never were real. They say that all scars will heal, but I know. Maybe I won't, but the waves won't rock, won't break my boat. The waves won't break my boat. I love that. See you guys soon. Take care. Stay in school. Don't do drugs or smoke cigarettes.